Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Whew, we done made it to Friday. Oh yeah. First yes. week of May. Yes, and the Friday right before Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Char. Thank are you a mother? In certain regards, I, I am. You Not are? Not naturally. How? I'm curious. I just... I you got be- babies? No, I, I do. I do. <laughs> really? What are I their do. names? I don't know their names. I just say that I have babies because I, every year on social media, people wish me Happy Mother's Day. I actually do remember from last year you said that on the show. Yeah. But I don't know who these people are. Every Even more year. auntie vibes, to be honest. I, I think I'd be a great mom. And apparently some some teen out there that's sneaking and listening to the cat radio mm. thinks that I'm I'm their mom. Well, which shout is out <laughs> to the teens, <laughs> Come on, teens out there. Come on, teens. And it's, always, it's always social media. So, yes, mm-hmm. Mother's Mother. Day. Come on, mother. Mother. Mother, right. Shar. We actually have a real mother in the we building today. We got the bell already. Excuse me. <laughs> we have a re- uh, someone who has children okay. in the building. Uh huh. We do. So let me read her bio. Happy Mother's Day. Let me read Tonic. her bio before you, before you further insult me, since that seems to be your favorite pastime. Lies. So as a professional actress, dancer, and model... Monique Cash's passion and dedication to youth and arts stemmed from her experiences growing up in Washington, D.C. during a time when the city was considered the murder capital of the U.S. Recognizing how much of an impact the arts played in shaping her life today, she found a fulfilling purpose in reaching back to today's youth by providing unparalleled experiences and opportunities for them that may help reinforce or even and even excuse me and ignite their discovery of unlocked potential through the arts Come ladies on. and gentlemen and the nine the non-binary please <laughs> welcome to the show hey thanks. monique Hey, oh my God, come through bio. Welcome. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Your shirt is so festive today as Thank well. It's a blouse, you. it's not a shirt. Excuse the fuck out of me. I had one blouse to that actually in undergrad. <laughs> yeah. Because for whatever reason, back like, I want to say like maybe five, six years ago, um, when I was in college, it was really big, like the thrifting mo- movement had mm-hmm, really hit. Mm-hmm. And I went to a thrift store and got a shirt, ve- a blouse, excuse me, <laughs> exactly. very similar to that one, except it was burgundy and not, what is that, <clears throat> ro- royal cobalt blue? I live for cobalt. It's Come good. through cobalt. So you, you can tell it's very vintage. I got it from a vintage store. I love it. There's um, plenty of sequins on there as well. Lovely. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of something that Whitney would have worn on stage. Yes, really. Whitney, it gives yes. me conservative cabaret. My my grandmother okay. definitely, when I was growing up, had shirts like this. My mom had shirts like this. Very two two seven. Very two. Come on, Jack. <laughs> hey, come on, Jack. <laughs> hey, Mary. <laughs> Mary. Yes. yes. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. You guys are a blast already. We are only like three minutes into it. If if that, honestly. <laughs> so well, how was hang in there? How was everyone's weekend? <laughs> My weekend was great. Um, I went to quote unquote Palm Springs as. <laughs> Oh, yes. I saw those pictures. You are full out. I live. Okay. So. <laughs> I can't believe it's Palm Springs time of year again. I know. That Palm Springs moment just keeps on coming. What up. an iconic episode. Shout out to Kendall. Shout former out to co-host. Ken Because, yeah, Palm Springs We love you, Kendall. Was you created a moment on this show. Literally. It is a phenomenon on social media. And <laughs> Wait, so Palm, Str- Palm Springs is still popping after Coachella? 
well, if, if, if I'm popping, what's popping? I mean, your pictures Ew. look pretty popping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went to Latino Oasis. I'll stand on my truth. Um, I went to Latino Oasis. It's a actually a male, Latino, gay, black um, circuit party that happens every single year. Okay. And For those of us of color. Yes. 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 Um, Latino. Yes, Latino. So it was originally, which I can appreciate it because the original context of it was to have an escape for men who were in West Hollywood in front of all the white people Mm -hmm. to kind of have their escape for the weekend. Because pride doesn't really cater to people of color. Right. And so. I mean, it's all inclusive, but overarchingly. We say white pride, then there's black pride. I was about to say, that's why there's a black stage (laughs) during regular pride because our acts never. Which I have performed on before. Really? Yes, with Lamont. Do you guys know Lamont? Who is that? He's Good. Yes, Lamont? Lamont Wheat. He's like he's a huge thing. He's a singer and really huge oh. in the LGBT community. And I've I did a full on performance where you would try the legs were all the way up to the ears. Yes. Oh, you we flexible. Nine inch heels. Yes. We took oh. over that entire And you all were on the black stage. We were on the black stage. See, that's what I mean when it's mm-hmm. I say that it does not typically cater to people of because why aren't we on the main stage? Right. It's not inclusive. They had to we, create a we actually we we marched we not marched, but we 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 tiptoed. We we tipped from <laughs> from the main stage uh-huh. to our stage. Gotcha. But we let them have it in that straight show. As you should. I yeah. love it. Come on, Pride. I love but it. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm into Wilson. Yeah, but it was good. It okay. really, actually, we should have had a mic in the car. Me and Mason, um, who was on the Mason show. Mason and I. <sighs> yeah. Thank you, Mom. Happy yes, Mother's this Day. Is mother, this is right. What I say to my Look kids at her. Just cr- every Mason single week. This is what I do every Wednesday. Um, Mason and I were in the Prius on the way to Palm Springs, and there should really should have been a mic there because it was like a part two of Kiss and Tell Radio Mind Oh, Char. thank God I was not there. You should have been there, Shar, to contribute and get red again. Mm-hmm. Is it a full um, weekend? It is a full weekend, but we did a turnaround trip. Okay. So, yeah, my brother's girlfriend had her birthday party that night in Moreno Valley. Okay. So we did a day party naked, and then went to the conservative straight party in the apartment in Moval, had some pizza, tacos on Cinco de Mayo, and took her asses right back to L.A. and slept in my own bed alone. All right. So, yeah, that was my weekend. Excuse me. What did you do, Monique? Last weekend. Last weekend, um, my daughter is a part of... um, a nonprofit organization for um, for kids that are going through or have survived cancer. My daughter is mm. a um, stage four cancer survivor, so they oh, had wow. an art That's show. A blessing. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, yes, it is a blessing. She's in remission. She's doing great. Um, back to her sixteen year old self. Child used to be having to pull her little neck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she is here. And but she not is here. here, but she's having a moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shame, right. So. Um, but they did an art gallery show for the Pavla Foundation and um, they take pictures through they use photography to express themselves. And um, my daughter the, my my daughter actually her picture sold three times. There, the organization got like almost, oh, like during an auction. Yeah, well, oh. it wasn't an auction. They just kind of they just walk around. Okay, and you oh, can, like a silent auction. Like a silent Where auction. You're like kind name of the paper. No, you just kind of say, "Oh, I like that," I and want I want it one. in this size. Yeah. Okay. And someone bought one right off the wall, and right off the wall, they were popping for like four hundred dollars. Wow. And her picture sold like three or four times. Like Miss Girl, we might need to pull you can get you some pictures and come to the house. Oh, come <laughs> on, Black Van Gogh. Oh. Okay. So I did that last hey, Saturday. It was amazing. That's your contribution. 
Come on, contribution. Wow. <laughs> Way to take them all. I did that, and then I'm preparing for bungalow. So I am. I have yes. been like completely enthralled in everything for that. Myself and um, my associate producer Tyler, who this would not be. Um, happening without she's literally like we literally how we text and email back and forth all day like we are in a full-on relationship all night long <laughs> but it's here like yeah this, it's the 12th it's, it's, the 12th. it's technically tomorrow it's tomorrow right. when i looked at my calendar i was like god damn it literally the bungalow music festival marks the like middle of may mm-hmm. we got two weeks of may left yeah. after that i'm like where the hell yeah. Did this month go? Right. This year. Already, right? I mean, yeah, really, honestly, this year. <laughs> um, for myself, really quickly, I didn't really do much of anything on Saturday um, except binge watch Dear White People. Okay. Did you get through the whole thing? I got through the whole, I started Friday night. Okay. And then uh, I woke up early Saturday. I went and got me some breakfast. Where'd you have breakfast? I just went next door. There's a restaurant next door to my apartment, okay. and I got a bre- a bacon breakfast burrito, which okay. was really bad because I'm really well. Now I'm like in crunch time because I'm going on vacation in June, and I just want to. You're trying to get beach body ready. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been working all year, but I mean, I put on some weight uh, with with actually sitting behind a desk and working. Yeah. But I've been working out. I've been I've been on it. I've this, seen your snaps. Oh yes, last the last two days I have worked mm-hmm. up quite the sweat. Um, I kind of want to get one of those sauna suits, but I don't want to pass out. The ones that look like trash bags? Yes. What? Oh. It, like it's a Missy like, Elliott video? It's like a suit, but you it collects all, like you sweat. Like, it forces you to sweat you more. sweat down. And like then it just collects will... by your ankles and just fills up like a pool? Like, what? You, like, you <laughs> can see people sweat like literally dripping off their ankles. Yeah, that it is comes disgusting. Off of, it yeah. is the best way to lose, yeah. to tone up though, because you lose all your water weight you and do. all your toxins come out yeah. like that. But I'm only scared because I'm like, whew. Because I haven't been getting up really, really early because by my apartment, it's, 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 uh, like hikey kind of like terrain and I've seen coyotes not mm. not with my own well with my own two eyes but I've been in a car both times I've seen them but I don't want to be running minding my business and come across a, a, a extra from Twilight right you know mm-hmm. right. and so <laughs> and so well, it's like I, I wait in the rain it's like I concept. wait to a certain time but I'm always home in time for the view so, <laughs> so is that your workout you do you go hiking yeah i'll go for a, or a run or a run okay. that's typically it but i'm trying to target more of my midsection because i'm losing all my little legs honey these little thighs these juicy thighs trying to whittle away so uh but yeah and then on sunday wings. on sunday i went to a day party okay. with Did some you? friends yes and i met up with i had brunch with one of my twitter friends we've been on twitter together for like four years mm-hmm. and we just now met so i went to brunch with her and then I went to a day party and it was fun. And then I came home and argued with someone. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. So let's get into these topics. By the way, Dear White People so. Season 2, well, Volume 2 was so good. And it was better than Volume 1. Um, so small talk. So, really quickly, did it, what are you all, did you all check out the Met Gala photos? I sure did. I did. The theme this year was heavenly bodies, fashion, and the Catholic imagination. Who were some of your faves? Pope Rihanna. Of and course. I feel like she does it the best every single year. J-Lo looked amazing. She could rock it one way like no one else. 
um, Zendaya. Zendaya, as I say, Zendaya. Zendaya. I loved her outfit, little loved little her knight. outfit. I loved her hair as well. Mm-hmm. I loved her hair. I love the color. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, the, like ginger bob. The ginger bob, and Messy and I love that, that um, luxury law, who's her stylist. I love that he just keeps her in her lane, and it's not too much for her, but it's mm-hmm. definitely a push over the mm-hmm. over the edge. And it's eye catching. Um, I like I people love. who participate in the theme. I it's a costume gonna, party, people. I was going to say like men don't need to be invited next year <laughs> unless there's a remix to men's outfits like you in a burgundy suit is not groundbreaking right. like we need more men to participate in in the well, thing well Jared Leto came as Jesus Chadwick's fine ass Chadwick uh, can I can I just say for the record uh, those of us of color came and we pushed through oh, yeah. the mag- oh, yeah. that whole that whole get up was Epic, yeah, like Chad epic. Great. Lena Waithe, Miss Thing came in with that whole full with her big on, middle finger come on, to come the on. Catholic. She church. came right mm-hmm. on in and came through. And did you guys notice the brown at the bottom? Yes, I that's did. A new, mm-hmm. uh, I did a new stripe. I think that was added after like a hate crime. Yeah, it was like, like a racially a racially motivated LGBT mm-hmm. hate crime. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's supposed to include people of color as well. Okay. See, so that don't make no damn out. sense that we got to have all of this. Well, then of you course, know. of course, cousin Solange came through in her do rag. I love that red <laughs> that had that had uh, an embezzled like the little embezzled or whatever, like the little jewels. It said, "My God, wears a do rag." Like, now was she supposed to back. be like? Was her outfit supposed to be devilish? The I black. Don't think so the black outfit. No, because she had a halo, a gold halo. Okay. Um, she just wore a structured black Lucifer. leather dress. Okay. I think Onika was supposed to be the devil in that crown. Oh, yeah. Cardi B looks good, too. Oh, Belkalis, yes. She's on my list. She looks great. For this to be her first Met Gala, she mm-hmm. came out the gate swinging. Um, Nikki Minaj, Onika to me, she, she didn't stun me. It, no. it wasn't, but I'm confused because she had a whole like saga. Remember that VMAs a while ago where she came in as like that was the Grammys. The Grammys. Grammys. She walked the red carpet with the Pope. Yeah, that was like five. That was almost a decade ago. I bring that say. outfit back. How is this so watered oh, down? Yeah, this was this was well, Madonna disappointed shocking. too, and they said this is her lane. She's been doing the dressing up. You know, it, it, what's the theme in reimagine Catholic religion and making it fashion? She's <laughs> right. been doing that her whole career. And but maybe that's why she didn't wow people because they're used to that from her yeah. i was also SJP. disappointed uh, yeah sjp was great mm-hmm. I mean, she was and this thing is getting this thing is getting up there in age well you know there, there were some unflattering angles mm. um i was disappointed in tracy ellis ross and gabrielle union i felt like they didn't, they didn't not participate parti- exactly mm. i don't know that gabrielle ever participates in anything she's i mean but come on now <laughs> kim K. if you're at an art gala kim wins for best face oh yeah absolutely and that ponytail she lived in that Look, ponytail yes and shout yes. out to the goddess lash from lily lashes they retail for 30 dollars those are the lashes she was wearing if you all she took a sequence dress and put some crosses on and it a pro- one I'm cross on the front the chalice or something like that the oh, gold cup that they pass and take oh, okay the chalice Okay. It's literally if you look at a picture of it, if you look at a picture of it, she's literally shaped like it okay. and it has the two crosses on it. Like she had the cross necklace. So that's what was said that she was supposed okay. to be the, the chalice that you take communion from. So let that's, me be that shaped that like Kim K. Katie Perry situation. came through. Katie I loved her outfit. She, uh, she participated. She did. She's Katie participated. Off the Richter scale. 
And Miss, um, she uh, sent Taylor Swift an olive branch. Literally, <laughs> they're, they're cool again. She wrote her a nice handwritten note. This is off off topic, but she wrote her a nice handwritten note, and then Taylor, of course, kicked off her tour last night with addressing Kanye and Kim, forever victimizing herself. Like, girl, let that go. Hmm. Are we still talking about well, that? Taylor is because she, she it's only right. She's made a career off of being the victim. Um, it's a go to for a, a lot sag. of uh, She's such women a sag. like Taylor. Mm-hmm. Sag. Um, moving on, did anyone check out Jada Pinkett Smith's new uh, talk show on Facebook? I did, and I shut it here. Red Table Talk. Huh? I, sh- I shed a tear. I didn't shed a tear. Everybody cried. I did not cry. And it's I, like I'm my family watching them. I'm always a crier, and I did not cry watching it. It reminded me of the topic that you had a couple weeks ago, Char, about um, Leanne Rimes and Eddie Cibrian and Brandy Glanville. Uh-huh. And not that there was a because so basically to give context to the conversation, so Jada ended up interviewing Will's first wife, Sheree. 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 Um. And they had a lot of, and I took actually took a note of. But they've what she always said. been cool. But just to see their conversation was not yeah. always because they said they weren't. I mean, cool well, at one yeah, point. but that was they've like, been civil for that the was children. Like for like two years, right? I mean, like they've always been. I love Jada's mom. She's oh yeah, yeah, for sure. She and she looks so fucking young. Yeah. It's, Willow yeah. is just very just like I love it. The all. show is amazing. I think I love the three generational mm-hmm. thing yes. there with Willow, especially um, for black folk. That's yeah, and Jada's you know she's dropping her knowledge and her and her mm-hmm. and her dimes, and they've they've raised Willow and and Jada and Jada mm-hmm. and Child. Those and kids, Trey, the yeah, oldest. Those Trey kids said. are just like on another they are level with their intelligence and intuitiveness and everything. Um, I think it's an amazing show. I think it's great. I think they they speak a lot about what needs to be heard mm-hmm. nowadays, and I love the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what water Jada's mother is drinking, child, but <laughs> can we get? She looks. She's good. drinking from even Kim the, Kardashian's cup. Even She's the definitely flashback. not drinking from Baltimore anymore. Oh, <laughs> even the flashback that they showed of of her when she was younger, when Jada was a child, she looks like the exact same. Mm-hmm. But not to hark on how good she looks for her age. This content was so good, like mm-hmm. we all just said. And I want to go back to saying that I could see why people cried, but I just didn't cry. Well, what made you cry? It reminded me a lot of my family and what, like, my parents went through with their multiple divorces Uh, (laughs) to have us have a normal childhood. Got it. And so kind of with the conversation with... On both sides. Okay. And the conversation with Jada and Sheree and just kind of, you know, them putting their odds to rest and also learning from co-parenting mm-hmm. yeah. um, was huge for me to right. watch because there's a lot of times where, you know, Trey was younger during this, Trey's on Will's oldest son. Right. Where he isn't really in the loop. Right. And so I can only imagine what my parents did. it's not appropriate for him to be in the right. loop. Right. And, and they said that on the show as well. You know, we yeah. try to keep grown folk business, grown folk business. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, so important and that's a lost art. Right. I feel like that is such a lost art in, in today's society because mm-hmm. there's too many kids in grown folks business. There is. And that is a right, at least in my family, that had to be earned. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't jump in on grown folks' conversation. You can even be, you could even. Be I was going to say we couldn't even be sitting the in the tea. room. Right. I was going to say you couldn't even like be like the table. Grown folks, grown folks are talking. Get out there. Yep. Yeah. And but I feel like that's a lost art because there's too many kids in adult conversations right. nowadays. And they don't need to be privy to every damn thing. Well, they're privy to more than enough on social media. That's right. That is true. Put their phone that open. That is true. Moving on, Kim Kardashian is uh, making history by winning the inaugural Influencer Award at this year's CDFA. Congratulations, Kim. Moving on. (laughs) Belkalis was on the Howard Stern show, and she revealed that she is expecting... Drumroll. 
a baby girl. Congrats, Bill. A biological I girl. Live with the fact that you know how to pronounce that. I, I'm pronouncing. Did it you? How, how I many? Think. I just want to know, like, how long did it take you to try to attempt? Well, to well she was calling her Barbazon last year, so okay. I was, did I so you went from Barbazon not to Belkalis. I have never crazy. had anything against Belkalis, baby. Because when I see that name, I don't anywhere, know if it's Belkalis. I don't know. It just looks like Belkalis to me, and, and it's funny. Do you, know, do you know how to say the first part of it? Well, that is it's Belkalis Amanzar. That's her name. Belkalis. So Belkalis is the first. Yeah, that's, her, that's fr- her first name. Almanzar. 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 It's one of them. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Shit. It's one of them. Okay. I have Cardi B. Cardi. Okay. <laughs> Serena Williams. Now, last week I announced that you could stream her her uh, doc if you missed it on HBO, which you still can. But when I went home and watched it, I was shocked to discover that it was only 30 minutes long and it was part one. So the documentary is broken up into chunks. So I'm sure that there's a part two out now. We record on Wednesdays. The docs come out on Wednesday. So yeah, make sure you all are checking that out and supporting it. What network is that on? HBO. HBO. The first uh, episode discussed fear. It was really good. Mm. How many episodes did they give her? I have no clue. Okay. It's just a doc. Okay. Um, Childish Gambino's new video. This is America. What do we think about this? I love it. What okay. do you love about it? I love the fact, so it's funny because my roommate said he was saying that he was kind of criticizing a white reporter saying that he was disturbed by the video. And I was saying, well, it's, I think it's supposed to be disturbing. That's the whole point. Um, you know, how we jam into the uh, church um, people, then grab the rifle and shot them all up. But I think it's very, um, it aligns with what's going on today, especially with like the social media. Like I just want to look pretty on social media, but meanwhile, like there's a shit show going around you. And so I wanted, and I was, my roommate also said that SNL uh, performance was a little, he liked it. I, I thought, didn't see anything on SNL. He performed the song SNL. on SNL, which I do love the kids, but I wanted it to be a little bit more formation at the Super Bowl and have that kind of impact. You, you um, got to stop comparing people to be. Huh? That's your first mistake. Mm-hmm. That's your first to mistake. To have an impact, like I said, on a white show. on Because like, it's, it's a huge... Is, the thing is, for me, not to cut you off, but the thing for me is Donald Glover is not as pro-black, in my opinion, that people try to make him out to be. Like he, The way that I saw this video reminded me of that line from uh, Kanye and Jay's Nigga in, Niggas in Paris when they said, we don't know what it means, but it's provocative. Oh, Kanye rem- and Jay, Jay-Z. Yeah. Was Kanye and Jay? So I was like, what do we Kanye do? Kanye and Jay-Z's video <laughs> song where he, they say, we it's provocative. We No one knows what it means because right. that's just what I got from it. It dropped on the internet. Everybody's doing these hot takes and doing their, doing their own interpretations. Yes, people go, and man. I think that it was... Visually, I could see, I saw some people's critique and, and I agreed with it. For example, like how Jace just brought up the choir. There's something in the optics that was wrong with him, with Donald Glover wielding the gun in that scene. Because I feel like it should have been a white man. <laughs> like, I feel like it would what would have made it provocative is, is if a white man would have been rapping like a voiceover. Like it was a Donald Glover video and a white guy doing it. Because to me... It is reflective of today's society. Black men are not walking into churches gunning down the choir. Like, I get it. I get what he was trying to do, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. because I've watched it just two times. Um, So I get what he was trying to do, but I'm saying the optics of it can be harmful because to me, it it can erase the... uh, white responsibility of a lot of those violent situations. By well, the putting, police officers were in there. 
I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm speaking specifically to Jace's what Jace brought to up to where the, the choir. choir? Yeah. Okay. I, so and, let me ask this: Can we can we look warning. at it from from this perspective? Possibly that there still is a huge amount of black on black crime still going on. There is, and we can't mm. we can't take away from that, mm-hmm. of course. But I'm just saying. I, mean, optics, I don't know if that was the intent. It, it might have been behind it. But did you notice the that behind? The kids that were dancing, anytime they were dancing in their school uniforms, there was the death on the horse going behind them. Did you guys notice that? The death on the horse? Yeah, it was like... Like a know, dead person on a horse? No, no, no. It, the, it, was, it was to commemorate death. It was mm. black. Like, you guys didn't notice that, huh? No, there was a bunch of things in there. I'm going to say it was I a was lot saying, that went on, but I yeah, just... Yeah, like how the guns were handled with care... Um, the dances there was 10 ultra popular dances that were happening during the thing some from africa some from popular culture in america um do you guys see sizza what was no. her purpose sizza i think she was just there what was her purpose i don't know about that you see call, the thing is and I, th- I think it was disingenuous for me as someone asked him i should have had the clip queued up maybe if i find it i'll send it to um uh, blue to have put in the episode but someone asked him at blue i mean i'm sorry <laughs> bird, bird. Blue Ivy Come through, Ivy. <laughs> i have a i have a co-worker named blue and i was just thinking i was gonna say is blue ivy walking through the door of this thing <laughs> come on blue, blue, blue ivy come sit on the couch I apologize. Come on, it has Shamrock. been a really rough day <laughs> To say the least, it has been a really rough day. But um, some more wine. I may have, I may give it to Bird if I can find it. But someone asked him at the Met Gala about the video, and he like brushed it off, like, "Oh, I just was doing something to do it." Like there was oh, no that like was his response. Yes, there was no like in depth socio political ass like what hmm. people are making it out to be. It just was kind of like, yeah, I just. I just did a, want, wanted to do a video. That's very interesting. It was very I, have I have to see that. That's very interesting. I can't. I can't see so much intent and money There's being so put behind intent. this. And the Jim Crow, the way you position yeah, the gun at the beginning. Like, I can't. That is an, another projection. That people are putting on, like, there's no proof that he I did think that adequate research. Beyonce doesn't go through her. There has to have been some. We can't compare Beyonce to Childish Gambino well, I'm just because saying Beyonce an puts her money where her mouth some, is, an and Beyonce does not have the history of problematic stuff. anti-black tweets. An That's what Beyonce doesn't have. Stuff. Miss Thing don't respond to anybody. Right. I, but she also doesn't have... Do, Donald Glover has a, an, an extensive history of anti-black rhetoric and tweets, especially as it regards to black women. So it's very hard for people to connect mm. the dots and now look at him. I mean, everybody grows and evolves, but he hadn't really said nothing. He hadn't really done... Atlanta's a great show, but it's very hard, I guess, for me to digest that every time a straight black man does something, it's supposed to go without critique and he's just for the culture and this that and the other when we literally have someone like donald glover who has it's in our faces you can google it it comes up on tumblr he's deleted a lot of it of course because he doesn't want to interrupt the bag but this man has an extensive history of being anti-black so is that why all of the talk has been about him being married to a white woman and him not? i don't think i I think that some people are taking that angle i don't take issue with that i don't give a shit i don't i don't because people are denouncing his pro-black Blackness because That's he, so That's I don't I don't I don't know that that I don't think that that has anything to do with um, you being pro black if you're married to someone outside of your race. The damn Wi Fi in here is just. <laughs> I thought it was just mine. Let me see if it's... <laughs> I don't know. I think oh, that video. Sh- 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 oh. Wait, I just had it. Hey, Mother has been right. Does, 
I just wanted to make, you know, uh, a good song. And, like, uh, uh, something that uh, people could play on 4th of July. That was, okay, that was sarcasm. On 4th of July. What are you hoping This Is America does? I just wanted to make, you know, uh, a good song. And, like, uh, uh, something that uh, people could play on 4th of July. He's trolling, Doesn't obviously. Doesn't sound like a thesis to me. Doesn't He's sound trolling. like this dis- that, dissertation that, video that you Negroes had so are much to point intent. out to me. There's He's no, trolling with that response. There's no Something way. to play on 4th of July. Okay. He's I just trolling. also want to take into account that everybody <laughs> rushing to call him a genius, we don't ever really see that reflected in um, black women and their content. Now, th- speaking of which, I love how, Shout out how to do Janelle we love- Monet. come through. I was going to say, how are we feeling about Janelle Monet? Loved you know? it. I love everything about it. I was mm-hmm. one of the few, Wait, I guess, the what? few people who checked out Dirty Computer, the visual that she put out that's 43 minutes on YouTube. Yeah. That's something that's genius to I've me. That's something that. that can be celebrated. I think that's amazing. I think that, and I think it, it hasn't gotten. Um, Let's not compare everybody to Beyonce, mother, but <laughs> Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce and her visuals. But um, I don't even know that everyone knows about that 43-minute clip on YouTube. And it is amazing. Well, when you look at, in defense of, of, of that, when you look at the optics of it, Beyonce has created a fanfare around her visuals. So you know when things are going to be, be dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, like with self-titled it just dropped it just fell out of the sky with lemonade we got little teasers janelle's just was on hbo janelle's there was really no promo i knew the album was coming out but i had no idea about the visual until afterwards and i think there were like cer- select movie screenings like in la and hollywood that yeah. were doing the it. only reason why i know because i know some of her dancers so they oh. so they told me but her the album alone is amazing i love amazing. her coming forward about her sexuality mm-hmm. and pansexuality just, yeah pans that's my first time hearing that that's my what, first what time actually really exploring is it Go ahead, Jason. So we talked pansexual, about this last week. yeah, it was on last week. She was our kiss until um, kudos last week. She was here. No, oh. no, we, we gave wish. her a little shout. <laughs> we ain't that, that big to yet. Come to <laughs> we ain't that big yet. Um, but pansexual means that you are um, attracted to all genders, and that includes the non-binary as well. So he, she, they, we like humans, and bisexual is man or woman. Bi as in two. So what else are or like we? gender nonconforming. So people who exist in the middle who do not identify as he or she. There are some people that go by they pronouns. Okay. And so that means that you would be inherently attracted to everyone. Everyone. Okay. Versus uh, bisexual people are attracted to the binary. You are either a man or a woman. Right. And that is what I'm attracted to. Okay. That type thing. So is it more of an open, just her projecting her openness to the the human oh oh no humans or Mm-mm. there's no project people are walking around here identifying as as all different sorts yeah. of things so it's not any sort of projection it's i don't know if projection is the word i'm saying but is that is that her just saying that i'm open to everything and everyone is that what that is yeah that's, yeah. What, that's what pansexual is <laughs> i mean essentially <laughs> that's, this is my first time hearing yeah. that's yeah. my first time turn hearing. for it i'm okay. open to anyone, to and anyone i mean and you're, they're still discerning so it's not like so <laughs> right. she saw for trash or trash so we <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what you identify as gutter okay smut <laughs> smut 
trash. Jesus. Trey. Moving on. <laughs> so there has been an influx of racial profiling. I don't know if you all heard about the story with involving Bob Marley's granddaughter. So what IE, happened right? is is Rialto in the IE? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's wrong so from. Rialto police, uh, there's some beef going on. This is why it pays to just treat people kindly. You never know who you're dealing with. When they, these cops rolled up on these women, they had no idea that one of them was Bob, the Bob, the Marley's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically what happened is these, I think it was four women. One of them was Asian. The other three were black. They were leaving an Airbnb. Um, in with, Rialto? Yeah. Oh, and they got put out the Airbnb. No, they weren't put out. They were leaving. Like it was their last day. They were leaving. But somebody ran out, like cursed them out the or something? The neighbor. Okay. The neighbor was trying to engage in conversation with them, allegedly, and they didn't engage back. So she called the police because in her mind, they were robbing the place. (laughs) These are people leaving. There's no haste. There's no hurry. Leaving with suitcases, minding their business and call the police and the police rolled up. And so the YouTube, I mean, not the YouTube, but the, the live stream started. And now it's becoming this big thing. And Bob Marley's granddaughter and her friends are filing a lawsuit for racial profiling. Against the against woman? Against the police, the police department. Depart- Rialto because police what did department. they do once they got there? They were questioning them because what happened is Rialto Police Department ended up releasing, like, untouched, allegedly, um, body cam footage. Like, we weren't rude to these people, da 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 but they just still didn't appreciate it. I'm sure there are nuances and details that we are not privy to. However, the owner of the house that pissed me off is I saw a clip today with her saying that if they would have just waved back and been like nice to my neighbor, da, 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 da. And I guess what got under my skin with that was she sounded for one, she sounded ridiculous for, for two. I mean, not to sound like a bitch, but no one owes your Who's neighbor. Who's obligated to speak to That's your neighbor? That's what I'm saying. They, these women are not <laughs> obligated to wave. They're not obligated to speak. And to me, it sounded like some bullshit because if you are clocking them leaving, then that means you were clocking when they were there. If you're that in, nosy yeah. to clock these women leaving with their suitcases, then th- that means you were that nosy yeah. to clock them when they moved in and when they stayed there for the week or however so long So that was they my stayed. question. Why when they l- were leaving? Why was the antics? Why did the antics happen I, I need to hear no about idea. this story because, I, I mean, no to idea. give context, I'm from Riverside and Rialto is not the nicest area. So if some people were leaving, they didn't see, like, if I can understand being called the cops. I don't know what was going on. Like, I want to hear more about the story. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, because Rialto police is saying that this has nothing to do with racism. Yeah, but because Bob Rialto... What, what, and what, what made them come it. then? What, what, what was her... Well, if the neighbor is saying that hi... They were breaking in. Right. Oh, she reported that they she, were the neighbor in. called and said, "I think these Negroes are breaking into my neighbor's house." But there were Asians with her, right? It was one Asian, I three, mean, bla- three Asian black women, men, women still a minority in my white neighborhood. I don't know. Rialto is not a white neighborhood. It's though. more That's Mexican, right? It's more it's, Latino. It's, well, listen, it's ghetto. Yeah, it's Latino. So I'm just saying, if I saw someone in Rialto coming out of someone's house, I probably would have called the cops too. I'm not gonna lie. But if you saw them coming out, then that means that you saw them at tip no, nine times out of ten. It's the nine suburbs. times out of ten. You saw them, if you live, my thing is, if you that nosy, 
If you that nosy to be that inquisitive. She's not nosy. She said hi. I'm saying, but to be that inquisitive and that alert to your surroundings and you knew when these women were in there, you knew, you saw the lights on. If your neighbor ain't there, if you know your neighbor ain't there and you see the lights on in her house, hear music playing, you know somebody in there. We don't know that. And Airbnbs in Rialto, I'm sure are a dime a dozen because well, no one's going been. to visit Rialto. So I'm going to shut Rialto. up. Just, why wouldn't, why wouldn't the owner of the house speak up for them? Like these, like. She spoke up for her neighbor because she said that they should right. have been, they should have spoken to the neighbor, which Child, I think is horseshit. Nobody, That's the wrong hot take to take exactly. on this. Exactly. So. Her Airbnb has probably gone down to a one star. <laughs> I mean, well, aside Who's going from to Rialto that, to visit? I want to know they why. Doing, that was my next question. Uh, what what are they Bob doing Marley's in Rialto? granddaughter in Rialto going to Victoria Gardens? That we don't know. But <laughs> what the, you she doing? Was, the fact of the matter Milking is cows? the police were called as they were minding their business, leaving an Airbnb that they paid for. Right. Th- those are the facts. Right. Remove If we remove a motion from this, the facts are... I rented out this house with my homegirls and I'm leaving minding my black ass business and I'm rolled up on by the cops questioning me and asking me to step outside the goddamn car. And for what? Because I decided not to speak to your bald head ass neighbor. That's some horse shit to me. I don't know that I, I've never been to Rialto. I don't know don't it to go. be the ghetto or otherwise. <laughs> I, don't know I just know that this is a hot button. It's like Palmdale, but the IE. But aside from that, we've also seen other instances. I don't know if you all saw this happened in the L.A. County with the guy that the Hispanic guy who purchased the Mentos and a cop pulled out a gun on him. Mm -hmm. He was at a gas station. He purchased Mentos and literally a cop pulled out a gun on him because the cop thought he was stealing the Mentos. Mind you, Mentos are under a dollar and it just (laughs) seemed like a power trip and it was excessive. Why are you pulling a fucking gun out on me for breath mints? Right. Even if he was stealing them, but they were already paid for. And it just goes to show with some cops, the power trip and the level of insensitivity and the level of disconnect between the officers and the communities that they are hired to serve. Um, yeah, that part's trash. Questioning someone, a stranger in someone else's house, I don't see a problem with. Yeah, I have to say Sorry. this. The, growing up, growing up <laughs> I in I think DC, you should mind your business as the neighbor. Yeah, you should mind your business Or you could be protecting your neighbor from getting robbed. Well, if these, like I said, these girls are leaving with, and with nobody running, with nobody in ski masks, they're literally leaving, wheeling their suitcases out to their car. The car that's been sitting out there for days. But go ahead. I, just, I, I know that from, from personal experience and growing up in DC, because I've, I've been in, Homes that have been raided by the police and things mm. of that nature. I've seen guns and drugs placed by cops Ooh. in people's homes, on people. So this has been going on for years and years and years. It's just with social media now and people are using their platform to talk about Absolutely. it. Now it's coming to light. Like this has been going on. But nothing's still for being year. done. Nothing is still being done. And it's not going to be anything done because it has to start from the top of leadership. Yep. And in my personal opinion, and this is my PO, um, the the police departments are are part it, it's it's mafia based. It's like mm-hmm. it's just like the mafia. Mm-hmm. It's just like the mafia. There was Absolutely. an officer in Miami who kicked a suspect in the head. I it's saw on that. camera and he's on paid basically paid, paid vacation. vacation. Paid I saw that. paid administrative leave. Trash. And you could be a good cop in there but you, you could be a good cop, but what are you going to do? You're going to lose your job because sure. they, they're going to say, you, you coming in here and you getting on the force and you got to get with the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you blow the whistle, it, I've, I've always been scared. Like I always say, joke around and say that I'll never date a cop mm-hmm. only because if things go south, I feel like I'd be harassed. Like mm-hmm. I feel, you know, you tell your friends I'm getting pulled over every five seconds. I think I actually read that in like Jet Magazine when it was still in print <laughs> back in the day. And that's always <laughs> Come on, Beauty of the out. Week. Yes, Beauty of the Week. <laughs> but also with those there were, yellow bikinis. 
but also really quickly before we jump into the corner, Tyra. there were Native American kids. Did you guys hear about this at the college? A white mom felt uncomfortable and called the police on these Native American kids on a college tour, and the police like stop and frisk them and pull them off of the tour, and they weren't able to get. And they drove seven hours from like. I want to say Arizona or New Mexico yes, to get I heard up. That. Yeah, that's another story. Like, there needs to be yeah, some type no. of punishment for just willy nilly calling the police based on racial biases and, and prejudices. Um, also, Santa Monica, something happened in the parking lot. Yeah, where old white the old guy white man. Ca- yeah, called the, the mm-hmm. black woman a nigger and she was yeah, beating she his beat ass. <laughs> yeah, I would have He got charged. <laughs> He got charged. She beat him up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course. I've been called a nigga several times here in L.A. Really? Yes. I've never, not to my face. In cars. It's, a, it's like in passing. Mm. When they're, when they're yeah. protected you know, behind when they, the yeah, glass. Yeah, when they're behind the wheel. And their and wheels. Steel. And yeah. the gas. Right. Yeah, and they're going. They keep going. Also, last but not least, uh, this story actually really, really shook me up. Um, this apartment complex named Ramona Gardens, which kind of sounds like the projects to me, I guess, because we got a project <laughs> in Chicago. It's, we got the gardens in Chicago, oh, okay. so you're... but it's in it's in Boyle Heights. And these Mexican gang members created Molotov cocktails, which, of course, we know are triggering for black people. Uh, hello. Based on history, created Molotov Molotov. That is when they have the bottle. And it's like some gasoline or lighter oh, fluid and oh, put oh, the, the, the rag yeah, in it. Okay. And they, they threw it at black people's apartment complexes because they, they think it's too many blacks in the neighborhood. And the they're Mexican trying to dra- Yeah. Mexican gangs trying to drag them out. And these are people, that, they're black families. This is according to ABC7 Eyewitness News. Black families. So it's not even like a girl like me that's a single Sally. Like it's families. And y'all are throwing Molotov cocktails in people's breaking wind. Like. The whole complex could burn down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just affecting me. Right. Um, and I just thought that that was so disgusting. And according to the news, it's some new turf war, and there's going about to be a rise in gangs. Well, yeah. Well, California has a history of blacks against Mexicans. I remember yeah. in high school, we had just a just blacks shut- versus Koreans here. Because no. of, oh, no. of Rodney. There was, we had a shut system. down. Yeah. I yeah, remember in high school, even, this is in Riverside, we had to shut down school a couple times because of riots. And people were Mexican Why are blacks and blacks? Mexicans beefing because and the Mexicans so... are inherently anti-black, and they love black music, and they love black oh, and co- everybody loves it. black culture. You, are you know what I mean? Like, but it it started in the prisons. It started in the prisons. Mm. Really, it started and trickled in the prison out, system, and it goes down out to the streets, and you know, uh, and and I've and I and I have experienced um, a, a handful of. Um, Latinos who blatantly just be like, y'all, you know, they, See, I they're very I derogative. Did. They're not, they don't say anything out the mouth, but you can just feel the, the demeanor. Yeah, like you know? I'm better than. I Thank did God give. for being evolved. Um, so, you know, but I've, I've, I've felt that nuance, but I've felt that nuance. Yeah, there's been tensions between both. But they've been going at for it for a while. For I will say Mexican people have been the sweetest. I've only been in L.A. for four years, they but I've never had a, a bad encounter except for one Uber driver. It was <laughs> him. He was Mexican and hit the one of the other passengers were Mexican and, and they were already in the car before I got in there. It was an Uber pool. And I got in and they just get to a key, key, key in and all of this stuff. And I heard certain words like negra and moreno mm. and stuff. I gave him one star. Because for one, why are y'all talking in Spanish? And mm. I'm in the car. I just think that that's rude. I don't like that and then I'm hearing certain words, certain buzz words. Right. Like I ask him, can you let up the windows, please? There's a lot of air blowing up. Blowing up. Then as the window's coming up, I'm hearing sentences, but I'm clocking certain buzzwords right. like negra and, and all of this stuff i'm like Mm-mm. next let's move on to the corner <laughs>
And now it's time for the LGBT Corner. So this week's LGBT Corner goes out to Pakistan. Pakistan made history. (laughs) (laughs) Pakistan made history. Pakistan's parliament passed a landmark bill on Tuesday that gives the country's transgender citizens fundamental rights. Who'd have thunk it? It's called the Transgender Persons Protection of Rights Act, and it allows people to choose their gender and to have that identity recognized on official documents, including national IDs, passports, and driver's licenses. The bill also prohibits discrimination in schools, at work, on public modes of transportation, and while receiving medical care. The measure also says that transgender people cannot be deprived of the right to vote or run for office. That sounds good. It lays out their rights to inheritance in accordance with their chosen gender, and it obligates the government to establish protection centers and safe houses along with separate prisons and jails for placements, you know, for offenders. That's more advanced than the United States. Well, that sounds like they throwing they they putting out stake to the wolves. They like y'all go 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 ahead go ahead. What y'all, you mean? y'all can be free. Go ahead and be free. We catch y'all oh. coming right around that building. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're they're more in certain aspects. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a black woman thing. Uh, clearly, it's some, <laughs> mo- some other thing. Happy Mother's Day again. <laughs> in certain aspects, they're more advanced than the United States. But that's the corner. Let's jump in, jump into topic one. So my topic this week is regarding, have you ever competed for someone's affection? So I, I'm assuming that you're you're heterosexual? Yes. Are you heterosexual? Yes. I shouldn't say assume because kiss and tell we get a mix of people. Okay. So I, let me let me rephrase that. A are colorful you, blend. Are you heterosexual, Monique? I am heterosexual. Okay, so I can speak in terms of men. Are you I pansexual? Love, I love men. <laughs> Jace love men. You love men. So have I'm you pansexual. ever... You're pansexual mm-hmm. since when? Since I was born. Keep saying it. I will. I'm pansexual. Hashtag keep topic? saying it out loud. Keep Convince hope. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, have you ever competed for a man's attention? Um, what was the result? And have you ever had anyone try to infringe on the relationship or or your pursuit in regards of oh well if he'll if, if he like Monique he'll like me so I'm gonna go for the kill too. <laughs> is that my is that my question? I mean, do you want me to go first? Are we for open? All of us. I, I have yeah. never, I have never, and this is not out of ego. I just, I've never competed for a man's attention. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've, I've, I've had men compete for my attention. Okay, unknowingly, I didn't know that that was even going on. But you know, until they made it like it was my, it was my fault. Like it, you have. You got this person, that person. I'm like, that's not. Anyways, no, I've never, I've never competed for a man's attention. So I don't know what that feels like or looks like. Um, oh, but I have seen it to, fr- seen through it. through you know associates and friends, and it doesn't seem like the most comfortable position to be in Mm-mm, for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like the most comfortable position to be in. I mean, it's just it seems like it takes a lot of energy, and then. It's such a bless. It's such. A, it's. <laughs> I just don't know. It just takes. It takes. It's, it looks like. Seems like it takes a lot of 
energy like, and time and ooh. time and like I'm if like they Monique, don't want you child i have not fought for a nigga a day in my damn life not even not knowingly subcon- i was about to say it's not i'm not always talking about making a choice like i'm gonna get him over her or him but i, I just know from my experience i've gotten sucked in and then i look up like what are you doing no no, no i haven't been sucked in because as soon as i find out i'm in a competition i back out there's yes. been times where I have been dating somebody or we were very serious and then I find out that the reason why they're dipping and dodging situations with me is because of somebody else. Mm. Even though there's not a title, mm-hmm. I don't want to... I understand right. the f- dating fluidity. Like, oh, we're going to dinner. But after a certain point in time, like, if you're not... I'd rather you be upfront with me, like, hey, I'm dating other people mm-hmm. versus, like, I'm not texting you for a day because I was on a date with somebody else, right. but not tell me that. Like, right. if you say, oh, I was on a date with somebody else, sure, but don't have me wondering what the hell is going on right. because two days ago, I haven't heard from you and, oh, because I was on, I was at the Cheesecake Factory well, with see, that, that's Paul. a little bit different than the topic, though. That's just slightly different than the topic, only because of certain. Well, that's nuances. the closest I'm gonna get. Like, I, I have you I'm... ever had anyone compete for your attention? Mm-hmm. So both of y'all are just some bad bitches. Ah! I mean, I mean, we want to call a thing a thing. I, I personally have you I've, competed? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have. That's why I brought this topic because I have been sucked in okay. to where now. Granted, I'm a very secure person, and I know that I can only worry about and control myself. I cannot control other people. I know this. However. I have been in situations where, um, like I said, it hasn't been like like what Jace was just saying. Like it, it wasn't like a choice. It wasn't like I woke up and was like, "Ooh, what can I do today to get his attention?" Right. It was something that I realized like a couple days or weeks in. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like it became a subconscious thing. And there's another person that was involved, or was it just you and him? There might have been another person involved. I d- mm. I did not know, but I got sucked into wanting the attention and the affection but not wanting him to know that i wanted it mm. if that makes oh, sense kind of like the, like the game. yeah like a cat and mouse game but okay. what i also will say is that and what prompted this topic was there was a question on ask wendy where and i won't get into detail because it was a, a lengthy question but basically this woman uh, divorced her husband but after or during divorce proceedings, she found out that her sister ended up sleeping with her husband the night before the <laughs> wedding. Yeah, it was a lot. So you guys can go back and check that out. But um, so I have to ask you in particular, Jace, mm-hmm. and you can, of course, weigh in as well. But because you're not a part of the LG- LGBT community, you know, you'd be wh- weighing in from a separate okay, game. I'll be a fly on the wall. So <laughs> have you ever come across because I come across this? Have you ever come across Gay men who, how can I frame this for you as a gay man? Okay, I'll just say it for me. I've come across gay men in the past who will reduce men to their genitals, meaning that, oh, if he likes a trans woman, he'll like me type thing. Now, see, and how do you feel about that rhetoric as as a gay man? How do you feel about gay men who carry that? Because I was when I was preparing this topic, I was really thinking about. We had Pierre on the show last week. Shout out to Pierre. But PP, uh, when Pierre and I were roommates with uh, Terrence and their friend, their other friend, 
I was spoiled because I'd never had to deal. Like I was dating often, way right. more frequently than recent years. And I never had to worry about it. it never even crossed my mind because they're not those type of people. Mm-hmm. But there are gay men that I've come across who will be like, oh, well, if he likes a trans woman, he'll like me too. So we're going to compete. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like in the... LGBT community, masculine men are looked at as a prize. Hell, men are looked at as prizes. Masculine men, a new face, everybody wants a piece. Now, see, this may be just where I'm at. That, to me, doesn't even make any sense to me because if you're a man who likes men, you would like the aesthetics of a man. And so anything about a trans woman or a woman in general, whether trans or cisgender wouldn't necessarily come across as attractive to you. Now, if you're bisexual or pansexual, absolutely. There may be something to worry about. That's why I said reducing to their genitals. Right, right, right. But that's what I'm saying. But if you identify as a gay man, I wouldn't necessarily make that, put that together as someone who would go after a trans woman at all. Well, no, gay men, gay men, my experience have just flirted with me. There's never been, and like playfully, right. like we both know what time it is, you know, like right. we know, right, you right, know, right, right, right. there's never been a, you know, Char, I'm for real, you know, only one time when somebody was really, really drunk. And I was like, what are you doing, um, sis? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm speaking more so, like I said, in in terms of, like I said, reducing yeah, them to their job. I mean, well, if it's a pre-op trans woman. Yeah. She got yeah. what I got type thing. And if he'll go for that. Then I mean, if you want to. Do it because well, my knee jerk is like that doesn't make any sense to me because it really doesn't make it sense. Doesn't make but there sense. are people out there that now I've, I've yeah, even seen it on Facebook. But it's kind of like I've literally even seen it in Facebook. Like if a guy, it, like one of these celebrities, a scandal breaks and he was caught with a trans woman, there's an immediate rush to call him gay. There's an immediate rush of and like, that's very of like gay men dated. that are I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to shake thing the like, table. You know, Wait, is, like, he not, is he not gay? For, no. for sleeping with a trans woman? No. Mm-mm. Because not in my opinion. Because she's had uh, the surgery or whether or not Mm-mm. she's had it, she's a woman. Okay. There's no and this is my opinion, there is no marker to uh, in my opinion to de- to define womanhood, especially as it becomes as My it, dick does not make me a man. Mm-hmm. Just like a woman's vagina does not make her a woman. There's more to a person and there's more or to, to their gender there's more to gender. than their genitals. Okay, if I had to reduce myself famous... to balls as my manhood, which I think is an issue that is very just dated and a little bit dumb to me. Cause and a lot of times I, I look at, um, we live in a binary world, right? And so that's how people associate And people are themselves. obsessed with genitals. There's a very famous saying that says gender exists between the ears, not between the legs. Right. And there's scientific proof that... And there is sci- there is scientific proof with trans women's brains. Mm-hmm. Trans women that have gone on to glory and they cut their brains open and see that they match that of a cis, like a born mm. genetic mm-hmm. cisgender female. Right, versus a gay man. So do you think that the, the um, perception of the... Because I'll be honest, like if, if, if I knew a straight man that um, has sexual intercourse or has some type of intercourse mm-hmm. or anything with a transsexual mm-hmm. woman. And it could just be my ignorance of just 
the you know yeah um but i I would i would i would definitely i would say okay well he's open to being gay i would think he would be open to being gay so do 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 you think that maybe oh i don't know like is it like if if she hasn't had a procedure if she's pre-op yeah yeah, it's pre-op if Mm -hmm. she's Mm pre-op the intercourse is still anal right I mean, what is intercourse nowadays? The intercourse <laughs> is still anal. It's still yes. anal, right? Yes. But you can have anal sex with the cis woman, with the woman with the vagina. Mm-hmm. So now is he more prone to being homosexual? No, that's what I'm asking. Like, is it just the idea of those that are, those of us that are ignorant to mm-hmm. the more, you know, to that? Like, is it just because she was born a man? Like, we know that she well, was she born was, a man. She was born assigned male at birth. Right. We got to be very particular with our wording. Not to be not to be the, the PC police. No, no, I'm no. Not, I love this conversation. Mm-hmm. But we have to be very particular with her wor- wording because I'm a trans woman mm-hmm. and I don't look at myself as born a, a man because okay. I never experienced any sort of manhood. Okay. I never experienced any sort of boyhood. Was I socialized to be a boy? Yes, mm-hmm. but I never that never, never aligned with, with anything. Anything. Yeah. That at I did. what age did you know that? You said what? At what age did you know that? I can't pinpoint an age, but it was very young age. Okay. Oh, it was very young age. Okay. I just didn't have the language to express right. it. I always say that's always my. What go-to. did you feel? I'm. This is very new. I'm. In, I no. I, not I literally this. never felt. I did not feel gay mm-hmm. when I learned what gay was. Mm-hmm. That didn't identify with me, but I identify. I self-identified as gay because that's what the world told me that mm-hmm. I was. Right. Um, and I, I always, I don't want to say relate it to women more because there are plenty of gay men that relate to women, but I always knew that I was a woman Mm. when I had to draw pictures. Even when I, I can think back to being 12 and having like a borderline panic attack because I think around the age of 12, some around that time, like two can play that game or one of those black movies came out that highlighted successful black women and successful black men. And in Two Can Play That Game, we know Shantae, Vivica's Vivica's character. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember on my 12th birthday looking in the mirror and saying, I cannot be walking around here with the, like, I I can't even see myself in a suit with the briefcase, Mm. with the goatee, like the Morris Chestnut and Anthony Anderson of it all. No, I just don't see that. Mm -hmm. I just do not see that. And so, uh, yeah, it just... I've always revered women more. I've always related to women more with their stories. And I, like I said, I just didn't have the language for it. It was kind of like Janelle Monae, how she's like, I identify as bisexual. When she heard pansexual, she was like, oh, well, this fits me more than saying that I'm bisexual. She doesn't want to be put in a box. Just well, saying it's not. Well, maybe it's still, you, a box. it's still a box. It's still a box. But people don't really have the like, mm-hmm. yeah. still a, Any label is a box. If she identifies, she's jumping from one label to another, that any right. label is about. She but say, that label. Don't label me. I'm out here for, you know, like right. she identifies specifically as pansexual. Right. But when she learned that word and what it meant, she identified with that more than bisexual. Than bisexual. Than bisexual. Okay. It's kind of like Char was saying, like when she was younger, transgender was not necessarily a thing. Yet. Right. And so and she I was, was told fearful. that she was gay. I didn't think that I didn't have any possibility models. I always say everybody that I looked at that was trans was either on Jerry Springer as a joke mm-hmm. right. or like some, you know, like type, it was some type of joke freak show type Or like the two Wong movies. Yeah. yeah. And those were drag queens. Yeah, drag queens, yeah. So, and then there was also that <clears throat> conflation. And right. so because I never identified with boyhood or manhood 
And I know that in hindsight, I was socialized to do that. And, and, and even talking to my parents, they're like, you know, we always knew this was there. We just didn't know it they was there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was it, was it like, were you comfortable to open up to your parents about how you felt? Um, yeah. I was, I mean, I wrote them a letter. I couldn't tell them. I couldn't verbalize it. I was mm-hmm. too, I was in a, it was a very rough time for me. I just graduated. Did you have siblings? Yeah, I do. I have two sisters. Two s- okay, so, mm-hmm. okay. I have two sisters. And so how did your parents respond to? Just fine. My dad, it took a little warming up because my dad is a hyper-masculine man. Yeah. From the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um and so it took a little warming up, but he never stopped loving me. He right. never was acting crazy. He never like, you know, I hear horror stories yeah. from when people mm. tell That's why I'm hands. asking, because I, I know did not, I have friends that have. I'm been, one of the very, yeah. you know, there's a group of us yeah. as far as black LGBT kids who were not kicked out and, and, and were not subjected to a lot of the Demonized. violence and horror mm. that some of our counterparts were. We were privileged enough to still have supporting and loving families mm-hmm. um biological families because you know people can choose there's the chosen right. family so uh yeah that that's where i'm at. men that i entertain and men that i engage i don't look at as homosexual because they don't be with men like they don't i've never been with a man who has been with or, or who has after me been with the man if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm wording this right. I told you yeah. it's been a long day. Yeah, yeah. you say basically everyone that you have been with, man, has <laughs> went on to another woman. Yes. And I when say another woman. Yes. Whether yes. they be cis or trans. Okay. Yes. Now, they may so. not know our history. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's yeah. the thing, too. But that's, you know, especially in the black community, like, people... That's why it's. What oh was God, the quote I talked that, about this weeks ago with black men and dating trans women. Right, but what was the Laverne Cox quote? Oh, it's a revolutionary, revolutionary act to love oh, publicly love a trans woman. Right, because it is. Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. is. But so. I'm saying, going not to drift too off topic from the topic. Um, men are so quickly labeled gay, and so I feel like that would be. That's something that I've run into. That's something that women, that other trans women that I know have run into. I've seen it with my own two eyes with a trans woman that we both know who has dated a guy and then the flock of gays have that think in that manner mm-hmm. when when that was over have tried to get, get at him. him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it happens. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to deal with it and I don't think I ever will know how to deal with it. Um, and so I can't read that. Yeah, I can't read that at all either. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's something within our community, within the LGBT. Yeah, community. this is such an inter- interesting topic. And to be honest with you, I I, I was hoping to have um, a, some representation of the LGBTQ community at the festival for for I mean, teens. Right. I've reached out to quite a few organizations that. Um, well, well, never mind. Let me keep my mouth shut. Let's talk after. <laughs> I mean, listen, the these a lot of these teens that I have seen that have participated in these open mics, mm-hmm. and one in particular is Get Lit Poetry, mm-hmm. and um, they express themselves through poetry. And there's a huge, there's a huge number of them that are LGBTQ, and that that's what they talk that's what they talk about through their poetry. And so I wanted to have you know, some representation of 
of of that community at the festival just just for them to be able to say just for them to be able to know that we like we're we are we're open like right. we, we want, exist we want and to, we're, we're professional and, yeah. And, yeah. yeah we and we like we support everyone like there's no one here is being closed off at all um well Shar and i will be there Yes. Well, I can't speak for sure. No, I, I'm gonna try to. I have no, but you guys, I would, I would, I was hoping to do like a, a, a like literally an, a panel. I mean, it's too late to do it now, but is it? <laughs> you got don't days. call me. Said, do <laughs> you better call Ty. In. You better call Penny. She's emailing me right now. But yeah, so that's my topic, and okay. I'm sure the conversation will go on and on and on on Twitter. Um, Hashtag because, Radio. Yes, because I would love to know you all who listen. I would love to know your input on the divide. I want to know if you've noticed the divide in that regard. There is no divide between, well, there are plenty of divides between gay men and trans women, but that specific one as it pertains to dating, as it pertains to self-esteem, as it pertains to new meat on the block that everybody wants a bite out of, Mm -hmm. as it pertains to that rhetoric surrounding, oh, if if he'll be with the trans woman, then he'll be with my gay ass. I mean, to me, I think that it would be more of like, oh, he's progressive so he may be open but i wouldn't necessarily like oh he's with a trans woman he's with men as well mm-hmm. i wouldn't put that two into i would be like oh he may be more I'm, progressive I'm you, i have run into it and oh plenty, yeah i believe you plenty of girls i know have run into it but like you said well, when you asked me, me it I hasn't like, hit me no that sense. often because i'm not I, I, y- y'all know i'm I she don't low be, key I was about to say, I'm <laughs> is that the, where, is that where your question came from i'm about, on the lowest of keys out here is that where your question came from about uh competing for Yes, but okay. I've, I, 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 what I also want to add to this mm-hmm. is that I will never, for one, I don't compete for a, men, a man's attention, but I will never compete for a man's attention. I will never compete with a man for a man. Hell, Hell no. no. Hell no. I'm not <laughs> doing that. I'm not doing that. So anybody that I even like fall into that rabbit hole with, like Jason mentioned when he weighed in, you can have them. I'm not competing. If I don't have your undivided attention, then I don't want you. Yes, and I was going to say, call it ego, call it what you want, but child, if I got to compete, child, you can go. It's I'm not right. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm you certainly, miss all this? I'm certainly, uh, I'm certainly not competing with a man. And you all, as listeners, can, can take that for what it is. I'm not competing right. with no man for no man. I'm just not. There's no way on God's green earth, as long as breath is in these lungs, that Char... A Justin. <laughs> and that I agree with you with. That. Let's move on. So, Jace's topic this week. So, Malika Lewinsky, if you guys haven't seen her TED talk a while ago, it's really, really good. It's about harassment and uh, bullying. But today, we are going to have another discussion. So, she tweeted this week, and I say, end quote, Dear world, please do not invite me to an event, especially one about social change, and then after I've accepted, uninvite me because Bill Clinton then decided to attend slash was invited. It's 2018. Emily Post would have would definitely not approve. Peace sign me. Um, so my question to you ladies today. So L.A. is such a small world, especially West Hollywood, for the LGBT community. Everybody know everybody. Uh, and the uh, social media on that is even worse. Oh, um, God, especially the gram. Mm, no Twitter. I th- mm. No, Instagram. Well, because the gram, you can see who they're with. Yes. You know, they're at um, the Blatino Oasis or Palm everybody Springs. follow everybody. And everyone's tagged in. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my question is, have you ever been in a position where you had to disinvite or maybe just even warn somebody about someone else coming to an event or a weekend or something 
Um, and have you ever been in a position where you had to kind of pick and choose between two different people about being involved to a dinner party or a regular party or a weekend in Palm Springs? Because the two don't get along? Because the two don't get along, because that's someone's ex, because mm. there's different energies. Like th- some, yeah, something about the I've past. Had to, yeah, I've had to, had to do that. What did you have to do? Tell them not to come? No, if anything, I just try to... You just don't invite them, right? Well, yeah, largely. I will not. Yeah, you I just don't not. tell them about the, 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 the outing. I will not. And if they but confront how do you decide? me... Because I have, I have three friends that I can think of that I think that this topic can kind of cover their bases. Um, and... And, and it, it comes with discernment. Do I really want to go to this event or not? But very rarely will I be charged up about, well, why wasn't I invited? Mm-hmm. But if I am, I'm prepared, to be honest, because, you know, you're you might not be the most popular or favorable amongst this group. Mm-hmm. And you know that this particular group does not particularly care for you. And so that is why I did not tell you about this or I did not invite you to said event. Hmm. Well, what's some, does it, does it, I don't know, it, to me, and, and again, it's just IMO, but like, would you want it, would you really want to be around a group of people who don't care for you? Well, like, I mean, it couldn't even be like a, you. it couldn't even be like a, oh, you're talking about like the other person? I'm like, talking you, about like whoever you did Yeah, like invite. if who I delivered if you, that speech to, right. would you really want to be like, around these that, people? Yeah. That, yeah. Some people don't care. Yeah, some people don't care. just want to be at the function. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> This but then we actually, tell you about the function and just show up at the function. Right. If it really doesn't bother you. But if, if it bothers them, you'll know it, if it bothers them if they say something to you about not inviting them. Right. Well, it might not be them. It also may be someone that's there that it, does not like them. Right. But that's messy. So how do you pick and choose? That's messy. I don't. I mean, listen. But it's also not in your business. You're just a middle ground. You're just a middle person. I have tons of different friends from all walks of life who I love, respect, and support. And I go where I'm invited because, like I mentioned in my topic, all I all I got is Shar. <laughs> I'm gonna take care of Shar. So if friend A don't like friend B, I can still very much be friends with both people mm-hmm. or both parties or both groups. I'm minding my business. Right. Um, there's been a couple of times. I remember there was a, a specific party that I was at a couple of years ago, and. I wanted my friend to come and support me, and he wanted to come as well. But his boyfriend, who is, well, was, because they're not longer together, um, he was a problem. And I did not want him in public at this event with my name on it. And so I invited my friend, but then last minute when he wanted his boyfriend at the time to be added on the guest list, I said no, mm-hmm. because I did not want the basketball wives outbreak mm-hmm. to happen at this event that I was under. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended up turning into my friend, my really good friend, not even going at all because his boyfriend couldn't go. And so because the boyfriend gave him. It's different for my man. I don't know what their conversation was prior to. I, I or was to this your day, friend just was like, "I'm not going to come because he, he just can't didn't show come. up." Okay. Yeah. No so, excuse. No excuse. He didn't. I. He. The event was over. He didn't show up. So I don't know if he was coming, going, whatever. Um, but there's definitely been times where, because I have a large group of friends, like from L.A. to New York, and there's been times where I had to kind of like, all right, well, 
I want to host a dinner. So do I oh, invite yes. this person? But I know they slept with this person, and yes. you know they had <laughs> their that's the boyfriend now. But I know they slept with my other friend. So how do I kind of orchestrate this dinner because everyone has been down each other's throats? That we should even have to do, but that's just where. But it's, that's just yeah, and we're that's LA. There. That's these coastal cities and people just doing what they want to do. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I've kind of come to the decision where I. <laughs> and thanks to my family, because my, my, like I said, my family is very divorced, separated, whatever. And my uncle just had his wedding this past October. And it was my mom and dad who were divorced and also remarried. My grandparents who are divorced and remarried. There was a lot of divorces in the building. And my my uncle was like, I don't care. This is my wedding. Y'all going to come. And we all got along for the most part or just didn't speak. Weddings and are so, different when you're involving family versus friends yeah, and a dinner party. But it could have been a full-out brawl at the winery in Temecula. Wow. So, and it didn't happen um, for respect. So just if I'm getting married or having a dinner party, I would expect everyone to respect each other. But me for me... I'd invite everybody. Yeah, I'd invite everybody I'm too. not picking and choosing. Yeah. And I never really had to, but I've and gone I'm to people... as well. Yeah, I've gone to people's events and, or I've gone to people's houses where they've heavily screened. I mean, I'm not just going to show up with a plus one, mm-hmm. especially just, I, I don't show up to people's houses with, with unannounced with a plus one. Right. Ask. Um, but I have been told by some people, do not, you know, do not by tell this person. BT dubs. Or do not. Yeah. And I've been like, okay. See, I've, Whether that be I've, my good friend or not. Okay. Cause I, I don't have, whatever mm-hmm. y'all got going on, ain't got shit to do, to to do with, with me. me. Yeah. See, I'm, I, I, I'm the friend that, if just let's use you two for example, if you two didn't get along, mm-hmm. I'm say listen to both we of don't. you separately. <laughs> I'm having a dinner party. Shar's coming. You're more than welcome to be in, to come. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna come, don't be messy. Shar, mm-hmm. Jace is coming. We're gonna have a great time. Both of you guys are my friends. Keep everything else out the door. Don't be messy. And that's it. And I would expect that you two separate individually as my friend would. Respect, respect you me. enough absolutely exactly to not come in there with the to bullshit. not come in there with it or if you decide not to come like your friend didn't then i can say oh, okay i respect that thank you for respecting mm, and i get it and i it's was no hurt. Tea. and it's no to you no, no shade, shade. no tea, not, no shade yeah. it's all good i was hurt i i have i have been in I that position it's not before. about you it's not it can't be it can't be it was my you. party but it's not about you. The the example she just laid out. I know that ex- goes to show that it. Wasn't I was about saying you. my example was <laughs> about me. I have not. I have not been invited though to places. Oh really? Because of other yeah. people. Because of other people. Hmm. I've not been invited. I feel that way too. For me, in certain instances, it's not. It doesn't happen frequently. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I've be been honest. like, oh, like you know, you go on Instagram and it's like, oh. Hmm. Well, that's yeah, how I yeah, found no, out. Well, and actually, this times. just huh. happened in January. Uh huh. It was a very good what friend happened? of mine. Well. And the the only thing for me that I took it, I didn't take it personally, but a friend of mine who's been like a sister to me since we were kids growing up, um, she is battling cancer. And so on Christmas, and I don't celebrate Christmas, but I was home in D.C. for Christmas. But on Christmas, her sister and their group of friends, which I'm I'm in L.A., majority of the year so I don't I know of them but I'm not around them and they're also very catty so I'm okay not being around them but the fact that my friend literally was given two weeks to live Mm. and and I wasn't invited on that accord Mm. like not because of the other people because I could care less you know Mm. what I mean and I could have easily and 
I'm I'm going to come in with class anyway, and I and I can I can be in a place and not see you, and you be right here in my face, right? But because I wouldn't be coming for you, I would have been coming for my friend, mm-hmm. and she literally was given two weeks to live. So that for me, that was the pinch for that. But when I saw I saw pictures on Instagram and they were in jammies and they were having fun mm-hmm. and they did her makeup and blah 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 blah, and I the I only felt some kind of way because. They know I was coming back to L.A., right? So it could have been my last time seeing her mm-hmm. where they would have been there. And thank God she's at my my friend is actually still hanging on. She's, she's still alive. Thank God. But that situation for me, that was the only reason why I felt some kind of way about not being invited because it was a life or death situation. Right. Other right. than that. I wouldn't have. I, I was I mean, events completely are events. Un- and I think it goes back to one of the points that I made during my topic, which is that you know you cannot control other people. No, and sometimes and you're too much for you other people, and they can't take. I it. was about to say you'll fry your brain <laughs> trying can't to. Take they it. can't take one it. The, I'm sorry. One of the so not sorry. best and most freeing realizations is that realization that you just cannot control other people. You'll you'll breathe and live so much easier once you fully just accept that life twirls on shout out to kenya moore <laughs> wasn't abuse got in that video too Mm-mm. really i don't know no that was cute are you, are you ready to move on to cat L- mail let's move on to the kitty cat mail so last week um pierre was such a treat and we ran out of time but we pushing it with monique too i know um but we got some Ooh. some cat mail and I wanted to read this out. I'm not going to read their name. Um, this is kind of a long one. Um, so I'm going to read it out loud. Hey, KAT Radio. I'm a fairly recent fan of your podcast. I think you guys do great work on a weekly basis. And I can only aspire to be your level of wisdom and professionalism in a pop culture stratosphere and more to continue the dream in the field of work. Um, based on recent episodes, I... Uh, generally speaking, that Shar is experienced in a handful of hurdles in her professional life, more specifically in her office relationships, and I want some feedback on my recent experience. A um, handful of hurdles. <laughs> I have not experienced a handful of hurdles. Maybe personally, but certainly not professionally. But go ahead, baby. <laughs> I am currently working at a good job and have been fortunate enough to find to find directly after I've graduated. Not surprisingly, I've been here longer than any other job I've worked at. With longevity, I've gotten along with my peers and more than all of my previous jobs. There are fairly a small amount of minorities, and I am, and I have numerous awkward or negative interactions with. There's a lot of quotations in here. The minorities. Mm-hmm. They're having. Yeah, awkward there's a, interactions the, with? here's a fairly um, small amount of minorities that. Is he a minority? He or she? I'm assuming or so. Or they? I'm gonna say a they. Is a he or a they? Okay. Um, yeah. They so wait, that's what just got me confused. With. So it says that they were getting along with their coworkers. Read what this says. Where are we at? There at the top. There's the fairly small minority that. Oh, okay. The fairly small. So you get along with all of the peers at work, but mm-hmm. there's like a group, like a sector within those peers that you've had I don't numerous work corporate awkward, jobs. I don't know. awkward or negative interactions with. Shady. Something that's <laughs> inevitably. Oh, it just went black. 
Because he was being This is a mess. <laughs> this is a mess. Okay. Kitty cat melody should um, be one paragraph. Gosh, this is as if this ha- already hasn't been enough of a day for me. Okay. <laughs> Woo, Jesus, I can't, can't wait to get home. There's a fairly small minority that I've had numerous awkward or negative interactions with, something that inevitably happens in any work environment. Yes, I agree. I try to avoid unnecessary interactions with them, but I wouldn't say that I shun them in a rude or needlessly caustic manner. One incident happened with one of my superiors to provide context. I am a black gay man. Okay. There and we go. he is a white gay man. Woo! I already know how this went. Mm-hmm. Several years my senior. I've never held him in high esteem for a long list of reasons ranging from his absolute unwavering egotism to his microaggressions in basic non-work related conversations. I've held a generally quote unquote hands off relationship with him since we don't usually work within the office space on a daily basis. One day he pulled me to the side to vent his frustrations on our whack on our whack of Commodore. Hmm, maybe that's a typo. Which quickly devel- devolved to him saying that I've been stone cold to him. How he doesn't deserve to feel awkward because of my presence. How he sees the way I interact with others and he doesn't appreciate that I don't do the same for him. And finally topped it all off by warning me. Excuse me. He can continue this Cold War if he wants to. I mean, if I wanted to. So the the superior warned warned him, like, I can continue this Cold War if you want to play this game. He wanted to D. Like that sort of thing. I think he wants to D too. I was so rattled. (laughs) Hold on, we're almost done. I was so rattled in the moment that I immediately gave him an apology. But within time, I knew that I wasn't unjustified in my feelings and Mm. treatment of him. My questions are, A, how would you advise me to respond to him if we turned back time? What should I do going forward? And was it inappropriate for him to keep Wait, and was, is it, that's a typo, was it inappropriate for me to keep my distance with a person in the workplace that I don't care for? Thanks in advance for the advice. Whatever advice you give me will be blessed and your phone just went black again and that's the end. Amen. You got to comb through these. You can't just come on on air with a cold email, Jace. I mean, I read it last week. You got to go through these and and get them right so we can get them right. So basically what I gathered from this is workplace. There's a white, an older white gay man. The, The guy that wrote in is a black gay guy. And he does not fool with the white gay man for a list of reasons. And the white gay man pulled him to the side and kind of reprimanded him on that. And aired his frustrations. Like, why you ain't treating me like you do to other co coworkers? And if you want to play this game, we can top dance. Yeah. First he's, of he's, all. He's, he's, he's first bullying. And in the he's heat of the moment. And his power. In the heat of the moment, the black guy apologized. But now and I'm he guessing gave he's away his power. It. Right. Yes. First of all, you didn't hire me to be your friend or your kiki or your gay whatever. Like, you hired me to do a job. So as long as I'm doing my job. Kind of like the Airbnb situation. 
was just what? <laughs> I literally was thinking that. How is that Because they didn't correlate? rent the Airbnb to wave to neighbors and be nice and be cordial. Oh, and God. I, they rented their, I'm with their to mind their business <laughs> and live in their Airbnb. But go ahead. You got it. Totally you different. Nope. Safety first, kids. Nope. Um, the safety in the workplace too. You gotta tap dance and shuck and jive for everybody. No, shuck and well, that is true. Um, but no, I remember the Kathy Griffin on the View. Like she does not apologize for doing the Trump head thing. Um, but she did initially. But she did initially apologize. Yes. But she took it back because it's kind of like you're forgetting all these different. Well, and him, he's being reprimanded in the corner about his attitude towards him. Um, and he says sorry. I wouldn't necessarily say go up to him and like, hey, I take back my apology. But oh, no, if it continues stupid. to be a situation, definitely kind of address the, a point that, you know, I am a team player. I do my job and I'm minding my business. I'm minding my business. I wouldn't try to be friends with him because he seems to have. And there's there's always like a weird dynamic between gays, whatever nationality or whatever gender or not gender, Jesus, um, race they are in the workplace. And so... I would just kind of stay clear that is your boss, so you obviously have to report to him. But I would just keep it Not very a boss, professional. A so, so that was my question: a superior. superior or boss? Meaning that he, in the, he's just above the him. In a superior rank? could be you're my coworker and you're older than me. Oh no! Oh. I thought superior was a superior, right? Oh, have uh, other you're, rankings. You're you're in a higher ranking. Right. It could mean a myriad of things, but he didn't say. I think if he if it were the boss, he would have emphasized that this was my boss. He just said it's a, a superior. Maybe it's, maybe it's a supervisor. Right. Okay. Maybe so. so I, I don't know I, the I, rankings. I, if you have to deal with this person as a superior, whatever level it is, keep a professional and leave it at that. Even though he, he's being unprofessional. Well, he's, here's, here's the thing. At this point, in, in, in my opinion, at this point, you've already given away your power by apologizing for um, him projecting his issues mm-hmm. on you because everything from my understanding of the email was he felt that I didn't treat him the way mm-hmm. I treated right. other people. Me, me, That's me. not your problem. Victim. That's not your problem. And again, like Jay said, like you're not there to be friends. So if this is a boss, then I feel like you have two choices to make. You either walk away from the job because I don't, it doesn't sound like he's going to make his life any easier now and he's all he was already power tripping or the superior was already power tripping and the fact that he apologized it's an acknowledgement it's an acknowledgement and so that may also means that he told the superior told him like i can keep this war going on so you apologize so that that (laughs) basically guilt yeah and And so the superior is not going to make his life any easier so document everything save all emails so, so text that's messages. what i was getting ready to say <laughs> if you choose time. to mm-hmm. stay on the job you need to cover yourself in case anything goes haywire mm-hmm. and you need to document conversations days even if the conversation is verbal you document the day yep. and the time mm-hmm. so that you can have a trail because if it is a superior trust me who who's ever over that superior they're gonna go. They're, they're gonna, gonna side with the They're superior. gonna side with him. First. And same with HR. They're gonna support. As someone who has had workplace discrepancies, in particular with white women and white gay men. Um, white if, women. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. I mean, white women have been some of my biggest allies. I'm not gonna sit up here and fake the funk, but they've also been some of my biggest enemies and headaches mm. as well on the same side of the coin. Um, 
But what I would tell you is, I mean, if you could go back in time, I certainly would not have apologized. I think I would have pressed him on like, well, what do you mean? I think I would have played dumb. Well, what do you mean? I'm just here working, minding my business. Mm -hmm. What do you mean I'm cold to you? And I also wish that in the email you would have included the list that you mentioned. Like you said that you avoid this man for a list of reasons. And I wish that you would have provided maybe specific examples or maybe some things that he does. Because I don't know if his behavior is deplorable or if you're just like literally just minding your business. But I know how the white gays get down, honey. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was out here acting a fool. Right. Um, but yeah, I would just say, I mean, I agree with Monique. Um, I don't know if it has to be as dramatic as you leaving the job. I think that that depends on the superior's position because you didn't clarify if he was a workplace mm-hmm. superior, if he was a peer. Because what, what, how the, I came to the conclusion about the peer because in the email you stated that you were cool with all of your peers except for a sector of them that you just don't see it for. So that's what led me to believe that y'all are the same job title and he just older. I don't know. But I also can't imagine someone that's the same job title and ranking as you like trying to check you on some stuff like that. So it depends on his role as far as you, you know, giving up the job and leaving. Um, But this is definitely something that I would document, especially because, I mean, he was already being unprofessional with saying that, why are you doing, why do you treat me like this? But when he said that I can keep the Cold War going and all that nonsense, no, 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 no. Because now you're threatening me. Mm -hmm. And you're also, like Monique said, projecting. Because who, why does it even have to be a Cold War? Why does it have to be this big, dramatic, why? Because he's a white gay. I'm minding my business. But that's why I, that's why I said there's, there's, there's an option to to walk away because it doesn't sound like the situation is going to get any better for him mm-hmm. and let's just well, let's you got to be strategic from now you do you have you to either be, be strategic and it's all about covering your ass you, yeah right. it, or, is, or is the universe actually actually sh- like trying to tell you that maybe you, may you may need to put yourself yeah. in so if you I, have a whole list uh-huh. <laughs> of reasons why you already avoid this person mm-hmm. and if this person is superior to you and came to you and clocking pop, you yeah, no. and did they pull you to the side in public because that's even better because that means you have witnesses right. i'm gonna assume like, that don't they do did. a one-on-one i'm gonna assume that they pulled you to the side during work hours you know in public like and if it wasn't in public then there's some sort of camera evidence like mm-hmm. i would document all of this because it shows him as the aggressor you came and got me mm-hmm. you pulled me in this corner you're the one leading with the pinky talking about how i'm treating you and if anything ever came up it's going to be very hard for you to prove or to to go off the validation that he may like me. Or, I've never had oh, yeah, an yeah. HR yeah, department. You can that. you report to HR and just have them not say anything until like, just like, hey, just FYI, I'm feeling a little tension. I just yeah. want to document this. Don't do anything. I don't, yeah. I don't, I've never worked a corporate job before. There's some, and there's so, some I don't companies know. that have that really open good. door policy. Okay. Yeah. And then there's and they others have privacy that because policy. what I learned the hard way is that HR is there to protect the company. The company. HR does not care about no. you as the employee because yeah. you as the employee are disposable. You're interchangeable. I saw a meme that if you drop dead tomorrow, your job just going to replace you. Like, you are that disposable to these positions. Mm-hmm. Like, no one cares. And Unless so, you're Oprah. Like, like I said, I learned, well, Oprah's a CEO, not an employee. <laughs> she is the HR. Um, but that's something that I had to learn the hard way in my 20s with navigating things is that HR is there for the company. And there are certain power dynamics that come into play you said he's your superior he also is white you are black which means you are automatically nine times out of ten going to be looked at as the aggressor Mm -hmm. as the bad guy just off jump 
despite what your natural disposition may be. You could be quiet. This is a naturally quiet, introvert, in the corner type person. Because of the color of your skin, that is how you're going to be received. And God forbid y'all get pulled into some sort of HR meeting and the tears start flowing from him. Because that just means the casket is shut mm. for you. Mm. Because... Uh, we all know white tears is just I could write a book and, on and white if he, tears. And if he's that messy if he's that messy, if the superior is that messy to say, I can keep this war going, you don't know. That that means he's open. Only God for, know right. And you've been keeping tabs if you if you've called right, out you know Right. You don't know what type of tactics he are gonna yeah. he's gonna use next or he can even start lying and saying that you did something to him. Yeah, you know, be stressed out, impressed. I don't. No that's reason. what I'm saying. I don't know if you want to go to the <laughs> stress. Say, we don't want to. We don't want to get too dramatic, but it, <laughs> overall, just cover your ass and make sure that you you can never be placed in a position like what Monique just said, where someone could blatantly lie on you with no sort of evidence. But just make sure you cover your ass because I'm going to assume that you still are there at that job, mm. and I don't want you to give but up. He likes give up your position on this guy as far as not speaking to him if you have a reasons not to speak to him then don't speak to him like don't don't be bullied into greeting people and interacting with people that you don't want to yeah like the neighbor so, so uh or that you're not or that wait. you're not obligated to <laughs> like, that's what i'm saying you're not obligated you're I not know, obligated but if in, in rialto next to fontucky don't matter. A stranger Nobody walking out of my unless you're dishing that same advice, unless you're keeping that same energy to the K uh, T no. male. Walking no, 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 no. Walking out of someone's house, nope. a stranger's Being home. Being a coworker and not giving the courtesy of saying good morning to your coworker. No, I'm just gonna pair it everything good morning that you back. say. They don't have to say good morning oh, back. And they didn't have to wave back. Next case. But <laughs> They did not. It's no but. I don't think they have to wait back. What's but good for the goose the co- is good for the gander. If someone gets the cops called on them because there's a stranger walking if outside of their If someone gets house, fired because they don't tell their superior good morning. That's not happening. Says who? It could. That's the cold, why, that's why my response was as dramatic as it was because anything goes nowadays. Yep. Like I said, I, don't, I haven't ever worked a corporate job. I don't and I have. HR, and so. you have. But I've been to Rialto. All right. So, Monique, happy Mother's Day. I don't, Day. Do, and I've been to I don't do corporate jobs. <laughs> I, don't say, I didn't say I don't do them. I said I have not. They never hired me. I've interviewed, but I don't get hired. Hmm. Don't know why. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, but Monique, happy Mother's Thank Day. Thank you. I'll take that. Yeah. Happy so Mother's Day, Mother. Happy Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. This one? Oh, okay. <laughs> but, Thank you. Um, the, I wanted to invite you on this show for two reasons, because it is Mother's Day, and I don't think we've ever had a mother on this show. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to bring you on and just um, kind of talk to you a bit about that, as well as Bungalow Music Festival, which we've addressed several times during the show. So can you kind of give us because um, it's tomorrow, the drop Friday. So Bungalow Music Festival for those who are in Los Angeles it is May twelfth. Yeah, so kind of give us, 12. yeah, the kind of like the birth. Because it's been over a year. You guys have been working on this project, yes, and it's like in production. the final stretch. So this what? What was the? I guess the the not birthing place, but what kind of got that moment started? Yeah, actually, um, uh, speaking of Palm Springs and Coachella. Um, about four years ago, I was um, going to go to Coachella, and I wanted to take my daughter, who at the time was 14. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
I don't know if I wanted to kiki with her at 14 at mm. Coachella and then yeah. all the things that happened at Coachella. When was we Coachella both, all ages? It is? It, I mean, at most every festival is all ages. You oh, just wow. get a you get a band, wristband, if you drink alcohol. Like, oh, okay. I know people have sent their kids to Coachella at really? 15, 16. Oh, yeah. I would never. Are See, and all I would that never acid either. and meth? Exactly. And must. Mm-hmm. And everything. <laughs> You know, and yeah. so, and that was, that was, that's how the idea for Bungalow birthed on me because I was like, I don't want her to go to Coachella at 14, but is there anything like this for teens that, um, but, but for teens that gives them a platform to create art and share with their peers um, and, and learn the ins and outs of the business and music business and how to run a show and how to go to a show and all that kind of stuff. And and I also wanted to incorporate an educational component to it, which is bringing in guest speakers from the entertainment industry to come and talk to them. And um, so it literally started on me writing on a napkin, a piece of paper. And um, for like two years, I literally like just was, I was researching Coachella, the owners, how they got started. I researched, I saw so many videos. I looked at so many videos of like their downfalls and how they lost so much money the first two to three years of it. And because for me, like, I want to know the failures, like, not the ups. Like, I want to know, like, what you did, mm-hmm. like, to get to. So you don't make the same mistakes. You know, or you, you know, or at least so I can be, because I'm creatively, I knew where I wanted to go with the festival, but I've never ran a festival mm-hmm. before. Um, And so Penny, your sister, like she I know at the time, you know, I've known her and she's always been into music. And so like Penny has literally been there since day one, like since this came off my brain. She's a Virgo, by the way. She is a Virgo. And I'm a Leo. On it. All that feet. Mm -hmm. All that fight. (laughs) And she is a Virgo. Um, And so um, but last year, my daughter um, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so this was supposed to happen this time last year, mm. but you know that you happened. So I took a year off, and it literally just we came back from DC, and she went she went to the doctor, and they were like stage four, all on her bones everywhere. Wow. So I just said, okay, God. I was like, listen, because I was in prep mode mentally to start working on the festival for this time last year. I said, just can you just get us through this? Just get us through this, and I will do whatever I need to do to make this happen. And I did. We got through the year. My daughter finished chemo in January 2017, and in June 2017, we got on top of it. And we're here now. We have been hitting the pavement, knocking on doors, getting a million and one no's. But it's a great idea, but but we don't have the money or no mm-hmm. response um, but it's also a first year festival and mm. people see the potential in the festival because there's it's innovative. There's nothing that's like this. There's nothing that has been done like mm-hmm. this before. So there's a lot of room for growth and potential. Absolutely. But obviously, too, as a, like you're going asking for people, asking people for their money. You know, it makes sense. Like With they no want to see. You know, they don't yeah. Have, they well, they know. well, they don't have anything to to gauge off of the success of it and number one and number two like they want to see how much you believe in your own project Mm. so the um i get it kiss and tell yes honey so (laughs) so the the sponsors that we do have on board are all in-kind sponsors so they're not financial partners um they're media partners they are coming on board giving out donations i mean free samples of things allowing us to use their logo which for me that's money that's gold Mm -hmm. because it builds credibility oh absolutely so when we 
take this festival and package it up to go to brands next year. We can say this is what we did with no money or mm-hmm. our money. And and these are the brands that got involved. Absolutely. And here we are. Now, is it open to everybody or is it only teens? It's open to everyone, okay. but the lineup will be our teens. Right. And there's no school. open bar or Heineken beer garden. No, there's no beer garden. Okay. That's good. There's no beer garden. Yeah, it's funny because when Tyler initially, um, I don't know if it was you or Tyler asked me to be on the advisory board. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that's a cool concept. And then once I heard there's nothing like that out there, I was like, oh, that makes sense because all the teens have to go to the festivals. Mm-hmm. And I, I went, I've been to Coachella before. Mm-hmm. And I was drunk the entire time. And everyone around me was on drugs. And so me thinking back, I think the closest I got to anything like this as a teenager was B2K performing at Cal Skate in Riverside, which got shot up. So, um, and that's a concert, you know what I mean? Or they have, or or they have festivals, they have county fairs where these teens perform and they perform with other acts, but they're not performing with their peers. Like right. like when you think of the lineup of Coachella, they have the whole lineup of indie artists and then mm-hmm. they have that headlining artist. And those indie artists that are on the lineup for Coachella, that's huge for them. In the small print. In the small <laughs> print. But that's huge for them to yeah. even be on the lineup uh-huh. at Coachella. So the goal for this festival is to like this is let them create their own Coachella. And when they once they, you know, we, you never know, like, who is here, like, the next. Right. Rosario not, not Dawson person, was at the, um, Rosario Dawson's a huge, she was, she's, she's an amazing supporter yeah. of it, you know, and her daughter is into the arts and visual arts, and she wanted her daughter to come and be a part of the festival, um, it's, I mean, you know, we, we're bringing casting directors, makeup artists, stylists, everyone that's in the entertainment industry to come that's and dope. talk to them. We have food trucks. You know, we have dance yes. classes. You know, and every time we talk to a teen about it, anytime we talk to teens about it, they're like, there's nothing like this. We haven't, you know, I, and, and, and adults in retrospect are like, mm-hmm. I wish there was something like this. Right, right. We well, where can we get tickets, donate, yeah. support, where, where's all that at? So... Tickets and the link to be able to donate is on www.bungalowmusicfest.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on social media at Bungalow Music Festival. Mm-hmm. And we're What's here. What's the hashtag? BMAF? BMAF. Come through. See, I support. No, you, you, have, you have been an amazing, amazing supporter. And let me tell you, because those emails that I send out to those board members, child, Jace is one of three, one of three <laughs> of ten board members who actually respond. <laughs> you know, I come through. And they don't. I've, they don't respond, but it's right. okay. We and I've known them for years, so I'm really proud to see you guys. And I've seen the hard work that you guys have been putting on yeah, like, behind the scenes. You. So yeah. kudos. So if you're in Los Angeles, if you know if you have cousins, little brothers, friends, or yourself. Just come out, get yeah. some tickets, donate, support. If you are in, I mean, because until we look at the map, we have listeners all over the world. So if you want to donate, please go onto their website. Um, give ten dollars, twelve dollars, twenty dollars, no a million dollars. Too small. No donation is too small. Give a penny. Yeah. Give a Harriet Tubman. Yes. A hundred dollar or twenty dollar bill. I don't know which one it is now. She's on a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it got clocked by Trump, but 
Anyways, yeah, thank you for coming. and Thank you guys for having me. And thank you for recognizing me for Mother's Day. Mm, oh, of course. I appreciate that. The first mother on Cat Radio. That's an honor. Okay. How do you feel? This is an amazing. Oh, I feel honored. Yeah. Did you enjoy the show? Was it too much for you? Oh, my God. I'm re- I want more. I want to come, <laughs> come back again. Well, make I sure you see subscribe on mystery, iTunes. I want to see who this mystery guest is for the next episode. Oh, <laughs> yes. Do you guys have? Oh, I said, oh, it's like Shar. So, yeah, y'all tune in next week, too. So, Shar does some, um, some digging. I got a, a good guest for next week. Not as good as you, Monique. All right. Time for the Kiss and Tell Kudos. Before we get out of here, I just want to shout out Lena Waithe. That's my KAT kudos. Um, That's your? It, it's a, a, <laughs> a shout out. No, what's the KAT? It's oh, kudos. Okay. Kudos. Okay. My kudos goes to Lena. I know we talked about it earlier. Um, but the Met Gala, her outfit, it just was to include the brown stripe and the flag. I think the flag was even upside down. It just the imagery was just so perfect to go along with the theme. As Shar said, a middle finger to the Catholic Church. It was very interesting, very quick story about Lena is I was in a prayer group with Lena literally four years ago. Amen. Literally four years ago, we were all just like artists. She's the writer and actresses. And to see in four years the trajectory of where Mm -hmm. she is right now, it, I mean, that's is just a testament to like God has. There are no limits to what God has no for limits. you. And, no limits, baby. And what's for you is for you. Like she is just like hitting the pavement. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, she ain't playing. It's and I think that was her on first, variety. That was her first Met Gala too. Her yeah. Cardi B, Ariana Grande. That was Yara Shahidi's first Met Gala. Yeah. Cool. It was good. Well, uh, yeah. Until next time, Monique, where can people find you on social media? Or if At you want to get out on Monique Cash One. At Monique Cash One. Yes. You can find Jace. Cash the dollar. Cash dollar. That's my real name. <laughs> oh, cool. I love it. You can catch Jace at Jace Barron and myself at Charcesso. And Jace, what's the email address for uh Ask Cat Radio? And Cat is K-A-T Radio. A-S-K. K-A-T radio at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Yeah, we love and we're we hope we're able to help. Yeah, because oh, what did boy. we do? What was that that we did? Cat mail. Cat mail. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like cat yes, mail. Yes, we love yeah. You guys only do one per yeah, episode? One yeah. question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it would take the whole episode if we did. Listen. How many questions do you guys normally get through? I mean, like, do people, like, send it's a lot? It's few and far in between. Oh, okay. It, it's... Yeah. It it varies. That's cute. We like had we ran out of time last week, so we read the last week's this, this week. Okay. So yeah. All right. We well, thank talking. you guys for having me. Thank, thank you for you. coming, and good luck thank with Bungalow really Godspeed. Yes. Yes. Show up, people. Buy a ticket. You're only <laughs> what ten bucks? Twenty. They're only twenty dollars. Make you holler. Yeah, twenty bucks ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. I love us for real. Talk to y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.